0: Ask God to give me new strength. He really does, because the discomfort I've had in the last day and a half has been I've never experienced in my life. It's—it was really bad. For those of you that like to eat spicy food, um, man, I take my hat off to you. Not
1: anymore. That happens to be. River.
0: I take my hat off to you. Um, I don't like too much spicy food, I can deal with somewhat. Um, And yesterday I went to have lunch at a place and I guess I got the sauces kind of mixed up. And they put something on my food and it was the wrong sauce. And my goodness, that thing blew up my stomach. Um, I've never experienced so much pain internally. Um, Like I did yesterday night, It it was really bad. It was really bad. So
2: but
1: Usually
0: men are weak when it comes to pain.
1: <laughs> here we go. The here we go. You speak nothing the truth. That's why the Lord gave me. Well, you know what?
0: And what I, I, I'm going to agree to some extent with that.
2: <laughs> some extent. <laughs> <And I'm gonna
0: coughs> to some extent. I'm not going to go out there and say, yeah, wholeheartedly I agree with that, but to some extent but praise God praise God I'm feeling much better this morning um, I was on the way here and I was just asking the Lord and give me the strength because you know when you wake up in the morning your stomach just begins to talk to you yeah. and not in a good way
2: <laughs>
0: that's how I felt this morning so um, praise God so that sounding of the shafar I don't know where it came from but God took it out of somewhere, right? Like I said, he's the one that um, that definitely gives us new strength. So, praise God. Shabbat shalom, everyone. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Welcome to our service. Um, we've been going through the book of Leviticus. <coughs> and it honestly has been a very powerful book. Yes. Right? Um, I, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that Leviticus is probably the one book that I think I would say, that was just my opinion, but I truly believe it since being involved in superficial Christianity. I never really read the book of Leviticus entirely. Mm -hmm. Um, I went out on a limb and said that probably Leviticus is probably the least read book in the Bible uh, for most Christians because in the book of Leviticus, in the book of Leviticus, You get a lot of the laws and instructions from God. And, of course, you know, the first answer that people say is that's Old Testament. But Leviticus 17 says the foundation for what the New Testament is. And we're going to prove this morning, once again, as we've proven before, how Leviticus and the Torah and the Old Testament, it's not done away with. But as a matter of fact, the book of Acts speaks on the Torah. So if you've never read the book of Acts, I encourage you to read the book of Acts. But this morning, I'm just going to give you a little sample on how the book of Acts references the Torah. Amen?
2: Amen.
0: So please, please give me your most undivided attention because even though Leviticus 17 is a very short chapter, it's only 16 verses, but there's a lot of things that we can draw from here, and, um, and I think we're going to learn something new this morning. Amen? Amen.
2: So if you're watching
0: live, first of all, I want to welcome to our Sabbath service. And I also want to share with you guys our podcast like I always do every week. Uh, if you're new to our channel, uh, we have been getting a lot of new subscribers through our YouTube page. We want to welcome you. Amen. Um, in this place, we just speak truth, and we just speak the Word of God. Um, we don't water it down. We don't manipulate it. I don't give you my opinion. I give you what Scripture says. Okay. So we are on 14 different podcasts, and that is Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, Radio Public, Breaker, Castbox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Podvine, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Audible. Also, if you're watching live and you'd like to sow a seed to this ministry, if you feel blessed by the mm-hmm. word that is being preached here this morning, you can go into One Spirit church.com and you can give your donation there amen also in those podcasts you can find us in one spirit miami now last week we kind of went over leviticus 16 and we we kind of finished it off and we saw the similarities between yom kippur it's one of those most holiest days of the year it's the day of atonement which are actually coming up the fall feasts are actually coming up They're around the corner Um, And we saw the similarities not only from the rituals that were done, that the high priest would do that one day of the year. Because remember, the high priest was only allowed into the holies of holies one day of the year. And that was on Yom Kippur. They were allowed into the holy place, which was in front of the curtain. But past that curtain, only the high priest was allowed to go in there. And that was once a year on the day of atonement. And we saw through those rituals the similarities between what Yeshua represented as our Lamb, as the atonement that took away the sins of the world. But we also saw the axis that the high priest had through the rituals kind of compared to the axis that Yeshua gives us nowadays. They had to do these rituals over and over and over year after year after year to be able to have that access and have their sins forgiven well yeshua when he went on the cross he atoned once and for all for all those sins right it said we know that yeshua fulfilled the sacrificial system he was the atonement he was our kapara, our substitute So there was no need for us to gather on a yearly basis now to sacrifice any animals to have our sins forgiven. Once we accept Yeshua as our Lord and Savior, it's like a seamless transition that happens. We go from unsafe to safe and from uh, from unclean to clean and from clean to holy people. It all is a seamless process. Again, this is all a spiritual process. So it all depends on our faith. It all depends on our faith. So we saw multiple, multiple similarities between these rituals and the access that we have to God through Yeshua, and the access that the high priest and the nation of Israel had through those rituals. So just as the spring feasts have all been fulfilled by messiah and currently we should be celebrating as commanded by god very important just as we do here on a yearly basis we celebrate all the feasts that god commands us to celebrate and there are how many feasts seven. Seven. seven it's no coincidence that there's seven seven being the perfect number The fall feasts, like I said, are around the corner. And we've been announcing this for some time now because we should be getting ready. We should have a spirit of expectancy of what God is getting ready to do. And I've said it before that God gives us a time frame between Shavuot, the last feast of the spring, to Yom Tura, which is the first feast of the fall. He gives us a couple of months in between to see how we conduct our lives. What do we do? Because when the feasts are in place, it's one right after the other. So we, we're kind of like in that spirit of, uh, of expectancy, what God is getting ready to do through his feasts. But then there's a break. Mm-hmm. And I truly, truly believe in my heart that God did it on purpose to see what we do from the springtime mm-hmm. through the fall. Mm-hmm. How do we come out from the springtime and transition it into the next feasts that are coming up, which are not been fulfilled yet? Okay, that's the difference between the fall feast and the spring feast. They have not been fulfilled yet. They have, Yeshua has not done those feasts yet. He will do those when he comes back. But God gives us a time to see how do we conduct ourselves? What do we do in the meantime? How do we treat each other? How do we act when we are filled from the spring and then we have that gap in between till the fall? How do we conduct our lives? Are we truly in a, in a spirit of expectancy and preparation? Do we maintain ourselves preparing? Or do we let our guards down? Do we let, just let things go and just say, okay, you know, when the fall comes, I'll pick him back up again? I, when those things happen, when we act that way, we think that way, that is exactly the opportunity the enemy is looking for we always have to keep our guard up. Not from each other, but from the attacks of the enemy. We have to be vigilant. The word says to stay vigilant because the enemy is what? He's roaming around like a lion to see who he can devour. So the second you let your guard down for one split second, the enemy creeps in. So we, just as we are on fire when the spring feasts are up, we have to be on fire in that gap in between And in the spirit of expectancy, what God is getting, because God can do anything at any given moment, right? That's what faith is about. God can show up at any given moment. Just one word spoken by him can change situations, can change circumstances. So we don't say, oh, God only works in his feast. No, God works at any given time. So in the meantime, we have to make sure that we're vigilant, we have our guard up, and we allow God to do what he needs to do in the process. Because life is a process. It is a process and a preparation for an eternity with God. This, meantime, is our training ground. This is what we train for what we're getting ready to do for all eternity. Amen? So in the meantime, I encourage you, if you're watching live, to celebrate the Fall Feast with us as we get closer to that special time of the year again. Amen? So this morning, let's go ahead and dive into Scripture. Go with me to the book of Leviticus, chapter 17. And we're going to read the first four verses, and then we'll stop there and we'll break those down. Leviticus 17, from verse 1 to verse 4. I don't know how your title on your Bible may be. I have the TLV version. And my uh, title on Leviticus 17 says, the Sacrifice of Life in Blood sacrifice of life and blood and we'll see what that means in a minute the word of God says then Adonai spoke to Moses saying speak to Aaron to his sons and to all Albany Israel and say to them this is the word which Adonai has commanded anyone from the house of Israel who slaughtered a bull a lamb or a goat in the camp or outside the camp but has not brought it to the entrance of the tent of meeting, to offer it as a sacrifice to Adonai before the tabernacle, let blood guilt be charged to that man. He has shed blood. That man is to be cut off from among his people. Very key things right off the bat in those four verses. So just as previous chapters in Leviticus have been important, this chapter is no different. As a matter of fact, like I said, there are principles in Leviticus 17 that we have to pay attention to that tie the Torah to the New Testament, and we'll see it as we go through it. From Leviticus 17, from this point forward to Leviticus 26, is what theologians call the holiness code. (coughs) There are key things in these nine chapters that tie the Old Testament, that tie the Torah to the New Testament. And that is the reason modern church does want to do away with the Torah because they don't want to tie the two because if they do, then they have to abide by what Scripture says. Remember, once you made aware of it, you're held what? Accountable to it. So if we do away with it, we are not held accountable to it. So if there's no attachment, that is Old News, that is Old Testament, that's for the Israelites thousands of years ago. It doesn't apply to us again. I don't have to abide by those laws. Jesus brought new laws. I don't know where they get that from, but. So again, from Leviticus 17 to the 26th, we see that theologians call these nine chapters the Holiness Code and we'll see why in these chapters there is so much information. The general idea behind this is that all the Israelites as a nation bear a responsibility to answer to God. Since God has set them apart, right? We've seen that, we've studied that time and time again. God set them apart, He separated them from the Egyptians. And time and time again, God has blessed his people. Time and time again, God has blessed his people. So they had a responsibility. And that responsibility was to answer to God. So the question is, what is that response? What is the response from the nation? And the answer is to conduct their lives in a holy matter and strive to live in holiness. Why? Because scripture requires it. Leviticus 19 verse 2, look what it says. They had a responsibility to bear an answer. And that answer was based on what scripture said. Leviticus 19 verse 2 says, Speak to all the congregation of B'nai Israel and tell them, You shall be Kedoshim, which is holy people, for I am Adonai, your God, I am holy. So we see that the answer to conduct themselves was to be a holy people, a set-apart people. Why? Because God himself is holy. God is not going to ask or require anything that he himself is not first. I'll repeat that again. God is not going to require of us to do anything or be anything that he himself is not first. He leads by example. And that's why we need to also lead by example. And how do we do that? To strive to live in holiness as much as we could. Are we going to get it right 100% of the time? Absolutely not. We're going to fall short. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to sin from time to time. But we have to strive to live in holiness. Now, that that I mentioned about bearing an answer, I said it for the nation of Israel. That should have caught your attention. Because when I refer to the nation of Israel, that also includes you and I. That's how this word becomes applicable to us today. When I reference the nation of Israel and we understand that we've been grafted into that nation, this now requires from us to bear an answer. And that answer is exactly that. To strive to be holy and behave in a holy matter, because what? God is holy. So God is not asking of us to do anything that he is not. He's not asking of anything for us to be that he has not written in Scripture that we should be. Everything that God requires of us is go back to Scripture. It's found in Scripture. And that's why I took you to Leviticus 19 to show you that we strive to be holy because God himself is holy. Amen. So again, this includes you and I, because just as we know, we've been grafted into the Commonwealth of Israel. We are also a set apart people, a royal priesthood. And time and time again, God has what? God has blessed us the same way he blesses people. So therefore, we have to answer to God. Amen. We cannot be. Part of Israel and the Commonwealth of Israel, all the benefits of that covenant, but pick and choose what we do and what we don't do. Doesn't work that way. Either we're all in or we're not in at all. Either we abide by everything or we don't abide by anything. We don't get to pick and choose because when we pick and choose, in a sense, we're saying that we are above what God says His Word is because we have a better understanding or we have a better direction in life than what he's asking us to do. So either we are all in or we're not in at all. And so how do we know about this whole grafting thing? And we've mentioned this a hundred times, but I want to take you there because I want to show you in scripture. One thing is saying it, another thing is seen in the scripture. Go with me to Romans chapter 11. And by the way, Romans is, as you guys know, in the New Testament. So you're going to see what we're talking about in the Torah, how it's tied in, and how we, again, have to also bear answer the same way the Israelites had to give an answer. Romans chapter 11, we're going to read through it, we're going to read fast through it, but I just want to point out some key points as we get to it. Romans chapter 11 says, I say then, God has not rejected his people, has he? May it never be, for I too am an Israelite, of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has now rejected his people whom he knew beforehand. Or do you not know that the scriptures say about Elijah, how he pleads with God against Israel? Adonai, they have killed your prophets, they have destroyed your altars. I alone am left, and they all seek my life. This is Paul speaking, by the way. But what is the divine response to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to bow. So in the same way, also at this present time, there has come to be a remnant. Come on somebody. According to the God's gracious choice, but it is by grace. It is no longer by works. Otherwise grace would no longer be grace. What then? What Israel? is seeking it has not obtained but the elect obtained it and the rest were hardened just as it is written god gave them a spirit of stupor eyes not see and ears not hear until this very day and david says let their table become a snare and a trap a stumbling block and a retribution for them let their eyes be darkened so they do not see And bend their back continually I say then verse 11 I say then they did not stumble so as to fall did they may it never be but by their false step salvation has come to the Gentiles please don't miss this verse 11 I'm gonna start it again I say then they did not stumble so as to fall. Did they? Is a question Paul's asking. Mm-hmm. Then he goes on to say, may it never be. But by their false step, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Amen. Speaking of the Jews. Okay. To provoke Israel to jealousy. Mm-hmm. Now if their transgression leads to riches for the world and their lost riches for the Gentiles, then how much more their fullness. But I am speaking to you who are Gentiles. Insofar as I am an emissary to the Gentiles, I spotlight my ministry. If somehow I might provoke to jealousy my own flesh and blood, look what Paul is speaking here, my own flesh and blood, his own people, and save some of them Gentiles, For if their rejection leads to the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? Unsafe to save. If the first fruit is holy, so is the whole batch of dough. And if the root is holy, we just read what in Leviticus 19, 2, that we have to be holy because who? He is holy. So are the branches. But if some of the branches were broken off and you, being a wild olive, speaking of the Gentiles, were grafted in among them and became a partaker of the root of the olive tree mm-hmm. with its riches, the covenant, oh, wow. do not boast against the branches, mm-hmm. the Jews. But if you do boast, it is not you who supports the root, but the root who supports you. In other words, you have been co-heirs of that covenant don't forget that it is God who hardened them for you to partake of that covenant so don't boast because you would have never had that covenant in the first place it is that covenant that supports you it's because of that covenant that you have grace it's because of that covenant that you're saved you will say then branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in true enough They were broken off because of unbelief. Remember, unbelief is what? Sin, by the way. And you stand by faith. Do not be arrogant, but fear, for if God did not spare the natural branches, the Jews, neither will he spare you. So don't think just because now you've been grafted into that covenant that you get a free right to do whatever you want, quote, unquote, grace. No, you're held accountable for the same laws that were given to his people. That's why in Leviticus 17 says, the nation. And if you understand you've been grafted in, guess what? You're part of that nation. So you have to bear an answer to God's laws. Notice then the kindness and severity of God. Severity towards those who fell, but God's kindness towards you. If you continue in His kindness, otherwise you too will be cut off. Didn't we just read that in Leviticus 17? We'll study that in a minute, what it means to be cut off. And they also, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. God is able to graft them in again. He has set them apart for a split second to give access to the Gentiles to come in and be grafted into the commonwealth. Once the Gentiles have come in, then he's going to give them an opportunity again. Do you believe or do you not believe? Mm. If you believe, I have the ability, says the Lord, to graft you back in to that same olive tree, the ones you were once part of. Remember the covenant. Remember my promises. And believe in Jesus. Come on, who are you? No. Yeah. But also believe in the one who came and died. Amen. And they also, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. Verse 24. For if you were cut out of what of that which by nature is a wild olive tree, and grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, How much more will these natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? Verse 25, for I do not warn you, brothers and sisters, to be ignorant of this mystery, lest you be wise in your own eyes that a partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way, all Israel will be saved as it is written. Does it say Gentile and Jew? No. Now Paul references as all Israel. You see how scripture is tied in? He doesn't say no, now Gentile and Jew. No, he says all Israel. Because if you understand that you've been grafted in, now you're part of all Israel. As of what? As it is written. Where did Paul get this from? Come on. <laughs> the New Testament wasn't ready yet. Where did Paul get this from? The Torah. That's right. Because that's what he was taught. He had to reference something. The Deliverer has shall come out of Zion. He shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. And this is my covenant with them. When I take away their sins. Concerning the good news, they are hostile for your sake. But concerning chosenness, they are loved on account of the fathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are what? Irrevocable. Irrevocable. Amen. Hmm. For just as you once were disobedient to God, but, know, but now have been shown mercy because of Their disobedience, in like manner, these also have now been disobedient with the result that because of the mercy shown to you, they also may receive mercy. So just as the Gentiles were shown mercy and given a time to be grafted in, those Jews that have not accepted Yeshua as the Lord and Savior have also and will also be shown mercy so they can be grafted back in. Mercy is shown to both.
2: Amen.
0: Mm -hmm. For God has shut up all in disobedience so that he might show mercy to all. All the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how incomprehensible his ways. For who has known the mind of Adonai or who has been his counselor or who has first given to him that it shall be repaid to him. Verse 36. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory
2: forever. Amen. Amen.
0: Now, I want to remind us of the previous chapter that we just studied. And that was Yom Kippur. We studied Leviticus 16, remember, the Day of Atonement. That chapter, as we see here, when we understand that we've been grafted in. Let me get to translate that. But that chapter that we studied last week, now when we read this in Romans, we understand that this word. Que esta was not just for the Jews.
1: It no
0: was for all Israel.
1: Era para todo Israel.
0: Mm-hmm. And if we understand through Romans 11 that we are grafted into that olive tree, we understand that those words and those statutes and those laws are also for us.
1: If
0: we remember back in Exodus,
1: Si recordamos en el libro de Exodus,
0: when God took his people out of Egypt,
1: Cuando Dios sacó o libertó a los israelitas de Egipto,
0: what does scripture say that left from Egypt?
1: ¿Qué dice la escritura que dejaron de, de Egipto?
0: The Israelites?
1: Los israelitas?
0: Or the scripture say that a mixed Multitude
1: left from Egypt.
0: So if there was a mixed multitude that left from Egypt, that means there was both Jew and
1: Gentile.
0: And now we see, about a year later, that now in Leviticus, God is giving all these laws. Le ha dado todas estas So who are these laws for?
1: Para quien son estas leyes?
0: Just the Israelites?
1: Para los israelitas? Is
0: God making a division between the people that he just finished saving? Está haciendo
1: Dios una división de las personas que él acaba de liberar?
0: No, these laws and statutes are for the mixed multitude. No, both Jew and Gentile. No,
1: Son para toda la multitud mezclada, los judíos y los gentiles. Amen.
0: So where does religion get this, that the Israelites in the Old Testament has nothing to do with the Gentile, when the Old Covenant was for Israel, just as the New Covenant is for Israel.
1: Israel. Amen.
0: So we see again, the Old Covenant was for Israel. Just as the New Covenant in the Book of Hebrews is for Israel.
1: Amen. And
0: we are that nation. By blood. Amen.
1: Por no. no. By faith. Amen.
0: That being said, this has a direct application for us today.
1: Con eso dicho, esto tiene una aplicación directa para nosotros hoy.
0: Let me explain. me
1: explico.
0: We don't physically become
1: an Israelite. No somos físicamente Israel.
0: But we are spiritually joined to Israel.
1: Pero sí espiritualmente.
0: Just as we are not physically joined to Jesus. we're not physically joined to Jesus it is spiritual spiritually we are instead joined to Messiah so that right there should tell you how both things do go together it is by faith that we are joined to Jesus. It is by faith that we are then joined to Israel.
1: It is not
0: physically joining ourselves to Israel, No, is it physically joining ourselves to Jesus. It is all spiritual. It is all by faith. Now, that being said it's not also about us picking up new traditions or rituals. Even though we've studied all these rituals and the way things were done back then, we understand that the whole sacrificial system was already done with because Jesus came to atone once and
1: for all.
0: So no one is asking you to go anywhere and sacrifice an animal. First of all, you can't do
1: it. You know why? Because there's
0: no temple. And if you go sacrifice an animal anywhere you choose to sacrifice, if you remember what we said two weeks ago, si you are, in other words, sacrificing an animal outside mm-hmm. that camp.
1: Un fuera de ese
0: Therefore, you're sacrificing an animal, first of all, in disobedience and out of the presence of God.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Being part of Israel and benefiting from the covenant means also obeying the laws and statutes given to them by God.
1: Ser parte de Israel y de su pacto también quiere decir obedecer todas las leyes que ellos tienen que obedecer.
0: Remember, partial obedience is complete disobedience.
1: La obediencia parcial es completa desobediencia.
0: Now, in verse 2, we see that they are words and they are commanded by someone.
1: In the
0: verse 2 de Leviticus 17, we see that there are words that have been alguien. Look at what it says in, seven, in uh, Leviticus 17, verse 2. It says, Speak to Aaron, to his sons, and to all the children of Israel, and say to them, This is the word which Adonai has commanded. These are the words that God has commanded. These are not the words that Moses has commanded. These are not the words that Aaron chose to say to the people of Israel. This is God speaking to Moses and saying, These are the words that I have commanded. So again, they are God's words. The problem is that they mix it up take scripture out of context and reference this as if Moses is speaking.
1: Confunden las cosas, toman las palabras fuera de contexto y lo ponen como que es Moisés hablándole a ellos.
0: Yes, Moses is speaking, but who is the one commanding?
1: Moisés está hablando, pero Dios le está dando la orden.
0: Two different things here. Moses is speaking, but who is the one commanding?
1: Dos cosas diferentes. Moisés está hablando, pero ¿Quién le está dando la orden?
0: It's like when a group of people or a country goes to war, there is someone in charge.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Giving an order.
1: Dando orden,
0: and then that person that receives
1: that order. Y la que la orden,
0: turns around to everyone else.
1: Va donde los demás,
0: and says, this is what we're going to do. Is that person
1: the one in charge?
0: No, the one that sent the order is the one in charge. That's exactly what's happening here. God is the one in charge. He gives the order to Moses. Moses speaks to the people. Every time, time and time again, that we read scripture, you're going to see that it always says, as God commanded, as God said. Even though
1: Moses is speaking. In
0: the next two verses, God gives instructions and warnings of what will happen if those instructions are not obeyed in verse
1: three and four. Let's read those two verses again.
0: 17 verse 3 and 4 says, Anyone from the house of Israel who slaughters a bull, a lamb, or a goat in the camp or outside the camp, but has not brought it to the entrance of the tent of meeting to offer it as a sacrifice to Adonai before the the tabernacle, let blood guilt be charged to that man. He has shed blood. That man is to be cut off from among his people. Now something that I want to make you aware of is that meat during this time was very hard to come by. There was no Publix,
1: there was no Walmarts,
0: there was no Aldi's,
1: Aldi's. none of these
0: places you guys like to shop in. Meat at this time was very hard to come by. As a matter of fact, even when the people would come across certain meat, sometimes they wouldn't even want to get it or buy it because of the ritual that it had to go through before they were able to eat it. Remember, it couldn't just be any meat.
1: No podía this, ser carne.
0: this had to be the best.
1: Tenía que ser la mejor.
0: Almost like a, 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 like a filet mignon,
1: basically.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you couldn't bring the ground beef into the mm-hmm. sacrifice altar. No, no, you had to bring a filet mignon. So imagine you spending all your money.
1: Tenía que ser la mejor carne.
0: And you have to bring the best to the altar to sacrifice before you can eat the rest. Some people were like, wait a second, I'm saving all this money to buy this meat and I cannot eat it right off the bat. I have to sacrifice the meat first. But the problem didn't stop there. It wasn't just, okay, I'm going to buy the meat, go place the sacrifice at the altar and go home. No, the problem was there was a line of people doing the same thing. So sometimes they would have to buy this animal, stand in line for hours to sacrifice the best part of that animal then once they were done they were able to go back home with the rest to be able to eat this was an all-day ordeal so again when god speaks here in verse three and four if one doesn't do what they need to do they speaks here of a Blood guilt. They have charged that person with a blood guilt. We're going to now break that down, what that means.
1: The term used
0: in verse 4 of blood guilt is for disobedience to God's statutes considered equivalent to murder.
1: La culpa de sangre hubiera sido parecido a como si de un asesinato.
0: So, if you didn't do this sacrifice the way God told you to do, you, in other words, just finished committing murder. The blood that you were about to shed of that animal will be in your hands. So, in other words, you would be charged with murder for that animal. We're going to tie this in. Please don't get lost. Stay with me. So, do you think God made his laws and statutes for no reason? No. It was to keep the people from being charged with murder because if they were it upon themselves to do whatever they wanted sacrifice whatever animal they wanted where they wanted they would be charged with murder and then what? they would be expelled outside the camp and that's the
2: one
1: place
0: you did not want to be because being outside the camp meant what? being away from your family, and most important, being away from the presence of God. God did not dwell outside the camp. God dwelt inside the camp.
1: Es un lugar donde no quisieras estar porque estar fuera del campamento quería decir alejado de familias y de la presencia de Dios.
0: The offense of blood guilt in Hebrew is known as Shafa dam, which means to shed blood as we read there in Leviticus 17. Either of an animal or a human.
1: La frase de... Culpabilidad de
0: sangre in hebreo is Shefa dam, which also means to shed blood of an animal or human. Now, let's tie this in with scripture. Where am I going with this?
1: Vamos ahora a todo esto con la what are you talking
0: about? That if blood shed is it's unauthorized, I committed murder. Where did you get that from?
1: Let's
0: go way back to the beginning. In the book of Genesis, chapter 4, verse 1
1: through
0: 8. You guys should know already where I'm going with
1: this.
0: If blood was not required by God, or not done according to the way God said, Mm. it was Considered murder.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Genesis chapter 4. Verse 1 through 8. says. Now the man had relations with Eve. Speaking of Adam. His wife. And she became pregnant. And gave birth to Cain. She said. I produced a man with Adonai. Then she gave birth again to his brother Abel. Abel became a shepherd of flocks, while Cain became a worker of the ground. So it happened after some time that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to Adonai, while Abel, he also brought up the firstborn of his flock and their fat portions. Now Adonai looked favorably upon Abel and his offering. Verse 5. But upon Cain and his offering, he did not look favorably. Cain began very angry, and his countenance fell. Then Adonai said to Cain, why are you so angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, it will lift. But if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the doorway. Its desire is for you, but you must master it. In other words, you must take control of your flesh And not allow your emotions to get the best of you. Verse 8. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother. While they were in the field, Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Then Adonai said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? Cain says, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? Look what verse 10 says. Then he said, What have you done? This is God speaking. Then he said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. Mm -hmm. At that point, Cain had just committed blood guilt. He had committed murder because it was a blood that Adonai had not required. He took it upon himself. In other words, to to do this, this murder that he did of his brother without the, um, the, the ordinance of God given to him. So when he took it upon himself to kill Abel, that blood guilt was in his hands. Wow. He had just committed murder. This is exactly the same thing that will happen hundreds of years later in the book of Leviticus if a person would just take it upon themselves to kill an animal without God giving an order.
1: Wow. tomando la decisión por sí mismo de matar a su hermano y derramar su sangre, lo hizo cometer asesinato, lo mismo que pasaría años después en el libro de Levíticos, lo que estamos leyendo ahora. Que cuando tú decides sacrificar un animal sin la orden de Dios, eres considerado asesinado.
0: It was considered murder. So while we see that life is in the blood, in other words, if a person or animal bled out, life also went out.
1: Cuando vemos que la sangre sale o se derrama de un animal, su vida también es derramada.
0: When that animal is murdered, life goes out of that animal.
1: Ese es matado, su vida sale de when
0: Abel was murdered, life went out of Abel. Abel fue
1: la vida del salió de él. Life
0: is in the blood.
1: Wow. La, la vida yes. está en la sangre.
0: Please don't miss that. We're going to get to that in a minute. I'm going somewhere with this. While we know God made blood unsuitable for food, well, huh? well God made blood unsuitable for food
1: cuando dio hizo la sangre que no sea adecuada para, para la comida
0: he did dedicate blood for the sole purpose of atonement
1: él sí dedicó la sangre solo para el propósito de la redención del alma
0: so they couldn't eat the blood
1: no podían pudi- no podían comer la sangre
0: but the blood was suitable for atonement
1: pero sí era usada
0: but not just any atonement.
1: Pero no it was
0: for the one and true and final atonement that would take away the sins of the world. Amen? Another term we see in verse 4 in Leviticus is cut off. And we've seen this word era. before in the book of Genesis and the book of Exodus.
1: Otro término que vemos en el libro de Levítico es ser cortado.
0: To be cut off. And to be cut off in in Hebrew is the word correct. Cut off in the Bible is the result of rebelling against God.
1: Ser cortado en la Biblia es el resultado de la rebelión en contra de Dios.
0: Therefore, God's judgment comes down on that person.
1: Entonces, la
0: so when you disobey God
1: cuando eres desobediente,
0: and God says you will be cut off
1: y dice que serás cortado, is
0: because you have rebelled against them
1: porque has sido rebelde en contra de Dios.
0: and the judgment comes down on that person.
1: Entonces, la justicia viene sobre esa persona.
0: When we are disobedient to cuando, God's word
1: cuando somos desobedientes a la palabra de Dios.
0: just because we repent
1: Solo porque nos arrepentimos.
0: Does not mean there aren't consequences.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: i must say that again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When we are disobedient to God's word. Just because we repent. Does not mean there are not consequences. This is the mentality nowadays.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I sin. I go to church. Voy a la I repent.
1: Me arrepiento. Everything
0: should be good with God. We're in good terms again.
1: Ya estoy bien con Dios.
0: Right? There shouldn't be any consequences.
1: No haber so,
0: when the consequences come,
1: viene la people get la...
0: upset at God and say, Why are these things upon me?
1: Wow. Se con Dios y por qué Why am I going
0: through this? Oh, sure. I already asked for forgiveness.
1: Si that should be enough for
0: you. Wait a second. Nowhere in the Bible it says that when God forgives, there won't be any consequences.
1: En ningún lugar la escritura dice que cuando el perdona no habrá consecuencias. Find it. Sí. Buscálo.
0: Doesn't exist.
1: No existe.
0: Grace itself.
1: La gracia por sí. Grace itself. La gracia.
0: Means that God, yes, will forgive you.
1: Quiere decir que Dios te va a perdonar. And
0: will protect you.
1: Te va a proteger. Mm-hmm.
0: But the consequences are still going to be there.
1: Pero la va a estar ahí. But in the midst of your consequences, Pero en medio de tu the
0: grace of God
1: la de Dios will hold you. Va a
0: but He does not take away the consequences. No
1: quita la he has to
0: teach us one way or another.
1: Él tiene que una forma u otra.
0: And it's through the midst of those consequences.
1: Y de la but
0: He is such a loving Father Pero él es tan that His grace and mercy is what holds us together it doesn't allow us to fall apart
1: no permite que nos caigamos.
0: but grace does not take away consequences that's wrong that's unbiblical
1: Eso no es bíblico. Amen. amen yes
0: amen. go back to Leviticus verse 5 through
1: 9
0: Thus men Israel may bring their sacrifices that they were making in the open field. So watch what it says now. We saw what blood guilt, we saw what cutoff meant. Look what it says now. Remember, the sacrifices needed to be inside the camp.
1: The the camp
0: the but God says, Thus, Bene Israel, or the children of Israel, may bring their sacrifice that they were making in the open field. Open field means outside the camp. Mm-hmm. To Adonai. Wait a second. How can they be making sacrifices to Adonai mm-hmm. outside the camp?
1: pueden estar haciendo a Dios fuera del campamento? We'll explain that in a minute. ¿Lo
0: at the entrance of the tent of meeting to the priests, and offer them as sacrifices of fellowship offerings to Adonai. The priest is to sprinkle the blood on the altar of Adonai at the entrance of the tent of meeting and burn up the fat as smoke for a soothing aroma, aroma to Adonai. They are no longer to offer their sacrifices to the goat demons after which they play the prostitute. This will be a statue forever to them Throughout their generations. Verse 8. Then you are to say to them anyone from the house of Israel, remember what that means, mm-hmm. or from the outsiders dwelling among them, Gentiles, mm-hmm. who offer a burnt offering or sacrifice but does not bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting to sacrifice it to Adonai, is to be cut off from his people. The human thought here is that these verses, were they, when these people were doing these sacrifices outside the camp, was that God's laws and God was not paying attention. They thought that if they did these sacrifices outside the camp, that God's laws did not apply outside the camp.
1: Si, si no
0: or if they did these sacrifices outside the camp. That God would not find out.
1: Si fuera, Dios
0: this is the mentality of the church.
1: Esa es la de la
0: Whatever we do outside these four walls.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: God is not aware of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody from church sees
1: me. La iglesia me ve.
0: Nobody can judge me. me
1: puede buscar
0: without not realizing.
1: Sin darse cuenta that God
0: is omnipresent.
1: Que Dios es omnipresent. Mm-hmm. God is here. Él está aquí. He's in your house. Mm-hmm. He's in your shower. En tu He's in your bed. En tu cama.
0: He's in your job. En
1: tu trabajo.
0: He's in your school. En
1: tu escuela. He's
0: everywhere at all times. En he todo sees lugar. all things and is aware of all things.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: guess what? His laws not only abide here,
1: Su ley no solo aquí,
0: but in your house,
1: en tu casa, in your shower, en tu vallera, in every
0: place that you go to, they do have to be followed.
1: En cada lugar que vayas, que estas leyes.
0: But if we're out of church, God doesn't see. I could do whatever, and then come the next week and ask for forgiveness. That was the mentality of these people. You know why? Because remember, they had come out of Egypt. And in some of them, Egypt hadn't come out of them yet. They had seen all the miracles that God had done. But still, they were in the midst of the desert.
1: But still, they were in the midst of the desert. I don't know
0: about you, but that was not the best living conditions. I would not be wandering in the midst of the desert. I wouldn't want to be living in a tent. Am I excusing these people? Absolutely not. Am I excusing any of us? Absolutely not. But Egypt had not come out of some of these people there was rituals and traditions that they had picked up in Egypt. Remember, how how long had they been in Egypt? 400 years. That's not two days. That's four centuries. So guess what? After four centuries, some things are kind of attached to some people. You spend 400 years with someone, and you see if the habits don't attach to you. So what happened? They picked up rituals and habits from the Egyptians, and they used the same thing now in the midst of Leviticus. They were outside the camp. Commit, uh, doing these sacrifices when they knew specific instructions that those sacrifices had to be done inside the
1: camp. So the reason
0: why I say that this is the human thought is because it is the same human thought today. So we see that the people today are no different than the Israelites. We are no different than the Israelites. We love to bash them and we love to be a Monday morning quarterback. Go, oh, they should have done this this way and this way. But we're no different. We're no different. And I include myself in this. We make mistakes the same way they made mistakes. We sin the same way they sin. We have broad ideas the same way they have bright ideas.
1: Come <laughs> on, if you guys know
0: what I mean by bright ideas.
1: And yeah. <laughs> we think that
0: if, if we do them in secret, that God is not
1: looking. <laughs>
0: if, only, if I don't do them at church, I'm good. God sees everything.
1: God is aware of everything.
0: You know why? Because God sees your hearts. He sees the intention. So you might be sitting here warming up a beautiful seat that you're sitting on but the second you go out that door he knows the intentions of your heart and what you're getting ready to do. So if he's telling you in, in Leviticus 17, listen, do not eat blood. Because it is equivalent to murder. Do not go hide in some restaurant all the way in the back. And order your steak rare.
1: Because
0: <laughs> the same way God sees you here is the same way God sees you in the back of that restaurant. You know what What it comes down to at the end of the day? What it comes down to, actually? Conviction.
1: Conviction. Mm-hmm.
0: If you don't have conviction mm-hmm. then you don't have a relationship with God.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Your relationship with God is superficial. Mm-hmm. Because if you think you're doing something just outside because God can see you or nobody from church can see you, there is no true relationship between you and God.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: What the Israelites were doing with their sacrifices outside the camp was disobedience to God's statutes and committing adultery, even prostituting themselves.
1: Lo que hacían ellos con estos sacrificios fuera del campamento estaban en completa desobediencia y estaban cometiendo asesinato. Prostitución. Prostitución también.
0: The Hebrew term shag ag means to go astray. And this is most often employed in reference to an unfaithful wife. Please follow me. What the Israelites were doing when they went from inside the camp to outside the camp was go astray from the presence of God, away from the presence. So now they were not only in disobedience, is that they were committing adultery because now that sacrifice even though it says it was going to Adonai it couldn't have been.
2: Yeah.
0: It was not recognizable by Adonai. Yeah. That's what he was even saying I have mercy and you can bring that back in to the tabernacle because that's not for me. <inaudible>
1: Cometiendo adulterio contra Dios Estaban saliendo de la presencia de Dios Para hacerlo su manera
0: That was the Egyptian mindset Era
1: la mentalidad egipcia
0: Remember They were in the midst of the wilderness I have to emphasize on this Because you guys need to understand Where these people were coming from
1: Recuerden que ellos estaban en el medio del desierto
0: They were not living in a house with AC
1: No estaban en una casa con aire acondicionado They
0: didn't have warm showers they didn't have a variety of food.
1: No de
0: they had water when God provided it, and they had manna. That was it.
1: Las cosas solo Dios se so the conditions were not the best. Las no eran las
0: Again, am I excusing them? Absolutely not.
1: No estoy
0: Conviction should have been there. From the beginning.
1: La estar ahí desde el Conviction
0: needs to be in our lives from the beginning. So, what these Israelites were doing were not only committing adultery, but they were being unfaithful to God.
1: Los israelitas no solo estaban
0: So again, knowing that there was a mixed multitude in this camp, we see that God's laws and statutes were not only for the natural-born Israelite, but also for the foreigner living among them. This we read of here was a teaching process from God to the multitude to get rid of 400 years of slavery. And an Egyptian mindset that had stuck with these people for such a long time.
1: Todo esto era una enseñanza de parte de Dios para los israelitas que estuvieron 400 años en Egipto para que salieran de esa mentalidad que iba en contra de sus estatus.
0: You know what? Us going back to the Torah.
1: Nosotros regresando a la Torá.
0: Is is a teaching process from God and it's getting rid of our superficial mentality
1: Come on.
0: and going back to the principles of God.
1: Amen.
0: We're no different.
1: Right.
0: They might have spent 400 years there. Unfortunately nowadays we cannot survive 400 years. But whatever amount of years we've been alive
1: Pero el que hemos vivo,
0: that mindset esa needs to be completely erased and how do we erase that? By going back to the beginning and following what God has Dios. instituted.
1: Esa tiene que ser
0: We're no different.
1: No somos We're
0: no different, guys. In verse 89, we see God commands Moses to make the multitude aware of of their disobedience, in other words, their sin that they were committing and the consequences of it.
1: Versículo vemos que Dios le instruye a Moisés que le deje saber a ellos de su desobediencia y de Let's
0: go back to verse eight and nine.
1: Vamos a leer versículo
0: Then you are to say to them, anyone from the house of Israel, or from the outsiders. So again, we see the mixed multitude. We see both sides. These are not just instructions for Israel. They're instructions for Israel. They're instructions for the Gentile. Dwelling among them who offers a burnt offering of sacrifice, but does not bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting to sacrifice it to Adonai, is to be cut off from his people. So God tells Moses to give them a warning. And if they continue to do it, they will be cut off. That's the consequence. How many times has God warned us about things? And we understand there are consequences. And we understand that we may be cut off. Not physically, but spiritually. And we continue to do it. And we continue to do it. You know why?
1: Por qué? Wrong mentality. Mentalidad romana.
0: That is the grace mentality.
1: O la mentalidad de la gracia.
0: That is not the conviction and the reverence of the mentality that you should have towards God.
1: No es la mentalidad de convicción y reverencia que deberían tener hacia Dios.
0: Because you can do it, you see the consequences, but grace will cover you. Thinking that the consequences won't come. When you have the correct mentality, you understand that there are consequences, that you're going to be cut off, so the conviction eats you alive and you don't do it. That is the shift that we need to have in mindset. That is the shift that we need to change in the way we view things and the way we view the word of God. Because again, God says, not Moses, that we will be correct, cut off. And not that he wants to do it because he feels like it, is that he wants to do it to teach us a lesson.
1: Y no lo hace porque simplemente quiere hacerlo, sino para enseñarnos una lección.
0: He does it because we are just in pure disobedience.
1: Lo hace porque estamos en total desobediencia.
0: And disobedience needs to be corrected.
1: La desobediencia tiene que ser corregida.
0: Right? When your wife gets out of
1: line,
0: <laughs> she needs to be corrected. And when the husband
2: says it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my girl, <laughs> He needs
1: to be. <laughs> so God
0: is its very, very critical upon his laws and statutes.
1: Dios es muy preciso acerca de sus leyes y estatutos.
0: They were not given just because he felt that. They, he, they were given for our own good.
1: Él los dio para nuestro propio bien. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's go
0: back into Scripture, verse ten to twelve. It says, anyone from the house of Israel or from the outsiders dwelling among them who eats any kind of blood, I will set my face against that soul, the one who eats blood and will and will be cut off from among his people, for the life of the creature is in the blood. Mm. And I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your lives. Come on, there's things that should just be jumping at you from this scripture.
2: Yeah.
0: For it is the blood that makes atonement because of the life. Amen. Therefore, I have said to the children of Israel, no person among you may eat blood, nor may any outsider dwelling among you may eat blood. So again we see this being spoken to the natural born Israelite
1: Vemos que esto se le dijo a los
0: and this also being spoken to the foreigner, to the multitude, to the gentile living among the Israelites. Y
1: a los que entre los
0: so God addresses both
1: Dios le da su a los dos.
0: and we see God addressing here both in the
1: Torah. And
0: we're going to see how they also are being addressed both in the book of Acts. Acts
1: 15, verse 12 through 21. Acts 15, verse 12 through 21.
0: Look what it says. Remember everything we've read so far in Leviticus. God is addressing the natural born Israelite as he's addressing the Gentile.
1: Recuerda todo lo que hemos leído en Dios se refiere a los dos, los israelitas y los gentiles.
0: It was a mixed multitude that was in the midst of the wilderness.
1: Era una multitud mezclada en medio del desierto.
0: Verse 12, Acts 15 says, And the whole group became silent and were listening to Barnabas and Paul. As they were describing in detail all the signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles after they finished speaking Jacob answered brothers listen to me Simon has described God first showed his concern by taking from the Gentiles a people for his name the words of the prophets agree as it is written wait a second the words of whom?
1: Uh,
0: the words of, we're reading in the New Testament, by the way. En
1: el Nuevo
0: and here, Jacob says, listen, what Simon, in other words, Paul, just finished saying is, that the words of the prophet agree as it is written. Wow. Bueno. Aquí leemos que la palabra del
1: profeta está de acuerdo así como está escrito.
0: Where are the prophets? The Old Testament.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where was it written?
1: ¿Dónde fue
0: in the Old Testament, in the Torah.
1: En el viejo
0: so we Torah. see now not only Paul referencing the Old Testament,
1: Vemos que no Pablo se al viejo
0: but now we see another disciple reference the prophets and the Old Testament and the Torah.
1: Vemos otro Why?
0: Because that's what they were taught.
1: taught.
0: Again, the New Testament had not been written. So if Jacob here is saying, as it is written, what is he referring to? The Old Testament.
1: Because it is the
0: same place you find the prophets.
1: prophets.
0: Says, verse 16, After this, I will return and rebuild the fallen tabernacle of David. I will rebuild his ruins, and I will restore it, so that the rest of humanity may seek the Lord. Namely, all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says Adonai, who make these things known from where? From of old. Wow. Make these things known from of old. Again, what do we see the reference to? Back to the Torah. Back to what was written. Back to... To the prophets, back to the
1: scriptures.
0: And he's referencing here the Gentiles, by the way.
1: Okay.
0: Paul spoke about the Gentiles, and so is Jacob referencing the Gentiles. So they're speaking to the Gentiles, they're not speaking to the Jews. Therefore, I judge not to trouble those from among the Gentiles who are turning to God, but to write to them to abstain from contamination of idols and from sexual immorality. What did we just study that these people outside the camp are doing? Idolatry, Idolatry. adultery, Adultery. both and from what is strangled and from what? blood. Wow. So look at Paul and look at J- uh, Jacob speaking to the Gentiles to abstain themselves from idols, from sexual immorality, and from blood. Wow. So the same laws that were given in Leviticus, here we see the disciples repeating them to those that were coming to God, the Gentiles. Wow.
1: Aquí vemos como Pablo y Jacob se referían directamente a los gentiles, advirtiéndoles, dejándoles saber que se abstengan de la sangre, del adulterio y de la rebelión, básicamente en contra de Dios.
0: Look what it continues to say in verse 21. Mm-hmm. For Moses, from ancient generations, had had in every city those who proclaim him, since he is read in all the synagogues when... On Sundays?
1: Come on.
2: (laughs) In every Shabbat. Shabbat. Come on. That's in the
0: book of Acts. Come on. That's That's in the book of Acts. That's in the book of Acts. We see not only one, but two disciples reference the Gentiles to God's laws of old
1: gentiles acerca de lo pasado, de lo anterior,
0: de And referencing who that spoke in behalf of God? Moses. 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 Do you see them referencing anybody else? No. No. They even went back to the beginning of, of saying what Moses spoke in behalf of God. And that God said, because remember, God commanded... Through Moses, that they should not have contamination of idols, sexual immorality, and blood. Exactly what the Torah says that they were doing.
1: Ellos advirtieron a los gentiles lo mismo que Moisés le fue ordenado por Dios para los israelitas en el principio. De obtenerse a la inmoralidad sexual, a los ídolos, y al tratamiento de sangre. And you were doing what?
0: And when were they saying this? On Sunday mornings? Thank God for Sunday mornings? No. Shabbat. And no way, I don't care what translation you look at it, Shabbat means Saturday. So again, not only was Paul speaking, not only was Barnabas speaking, but we also see Jacob speaking
1: a Pablo Bernabé y Jacob hablando lo
0: mismo. Guys, the Old Testament is not done away with. Amen. El Nuevo
1: Testamento no ha sido
0: abolido. I'm sorry. I don't care which way they want to paint it, but the foundation of the New Testament is in the Old Testament.
1: La fundación del Nuevo Testamento está en el Nuevo Testamento. Because without the
0: Old Testament, there wouldn't be any New Testament. Come on,
1: amen. Sin el Nuevo Testamento no hubiera Nuevo Testamento.
0: The prohibition against eating blood, as many other things God has spoken since the beginning, is not an Old Testament thing. It is a God-ordained principle.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Now the term also in Leviticus, going back to Leviticus 17, where it says, I will set my face against that soul means to reject or to repudiate. In other words, to deny the person. So if they were in disobedience, God would what? Would shut them away. You remember the whole Serat thing?
1: Mm-hmm. Volviendo al libro de Levíticos, quiere decir que si ellos están en desobediencia, Dios prácticamente lo...
0: You guys remember Sarah? What happened with Sarah? God will reject those people because it wasn't about the physical illness of the skin. It was the spiritual condition of the heart. So since the heart wasn't okay, God would reject those people towards where? Outside the camp. Outside of his presence. This is exactly what's taking place here another chapter later. If they were shed blood that God did not ask for, God would shut them away. He would deny them in his presence. Now, to what extent God will reject those people that are not following the principles of God?
1: Hasta que punto Dios esas que no están sus
0: I don't have that answer.
1: No tengo esa but
0: you know what? Me personally, I don't want to find out.
1: Pero yo no
0: so I rather follow what the word is telling me.
1: Lo más es lo que nos dice la palabra,
0: even if it's a few
1: of us, aunque sean un poco, de nosotros,
0: than to have a multitude that is in complete disobedience. I don't know about you, but I'd rather be obedient even if I'm the only one in my family than to be mixed with a bunch of people that are just in complete disobedience and have a grace mentality.
1: <coughs> and I'll begin to close with these last three verses.
0: And I'll begin to close with these last three verses. Leviticus 17 verse 13 through 16 it says any person from the children of Israel or from the outsiders again we see both again being addressed dwelling among them who hunts as game any animal or bird that may be eaten must drain its blood and cover it with dust for the life of every creature its blood it's in the life therefore I say to the children of Israel you are not excuse me, you are not to eat the blood of any kind of creature for the life of every creature is in his blood. Whoever eats it is to be cut off. Everyone who eats what dies naturally or is torn by animals, whether he is native born or a foreigner, addressing both again, is to wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. Water meant what? Purification. He will be unclean until the evening, then he will be clean. Why until the evening? Because evening starts what? The new day.
2: Yeah.
0: But if he does not wash them or bathe his body, then he will bear his iniquity. In these last verses, we see hunting, the sport, is a dress. In these last verses, we see
1: hunting,
0: hunting. Uh, like La pesca. No, no la pesca. Pesca es peca. No, eh, peca. Fishing. La
1: pesca <laughs> pesca. <laughs> la pesca. Cazar. Casar. Cazar. El cazar. cazar. El, cazar. El, cazar. El, cazar.
0: Yes. In these last verses, we see hunting being addressed.
2: Peca peca. Que peca,
1: peca.
0: So we see hunting being addressed here in these last three verses.
1: Vemos que el cazar es, es mencionado aquí en estos últimos tres versículos.
0: But let's not miss what's attached to the sport. Go back into scripture for a second. Because there are key things that we can't miss here. Look at verse 13, what it says. Any person from the children of Israel or from the outsiders. So we see the natural born being addressed and the foreigner again being addressed. Okay, we're on the same page so far. Who hunts as game. So hunting is allowed by God.
1: El cazar es por Dios hasta ahora.
0: But let's read what follows.
1: Because
0: God attaches something very important.
1: Dios va a unir algo muy
0: who hunts as game. Any animal or bird that may be eaten. Oh wow.
1: El que caza any,
0: We see the dietary law attached to the sport. You may go hunting. But make sure you hunt for the animal that I told you that is clean to eat and for the bird that I told you that is clean to eat. (laughs) Because if you don't, it's called what? blood guilt. Wow. You would have committed murder. You are killing something that I have not commanded for you to kill. So I am okay with you going hunting it is a sport that I approve of when you talk about that the word of God covers everything the word of God covers everything (laughs) but when you go hunting make sure you hunt for the animal and the bird that I have told you that you may eat otherwise you will have committed blood guilt you have committed murder and I I will cut you off
1: Could it be be because the rest of the animals that can't
2: be eaten are actually meant to clean the earth and so if we kill those, we're killing those that are meant to clean the earth. You're going to wipe
0: out a species that he created to do something else that he didn't tell you to eat.
1: And it's actually illegal to kill some of those animals.
0: And that's yeah. There are some animals that you, you hunt them out of season, you're actually guilty of other things. So we see God be very specific towards hunting, but we also see God be very specific to his dietary laws.
1: como Dios muy específico a la hora de pero también con leyes dietéticas.
0: But it doesn't stop there. Then it continues to say that, what? Any animal or bird that may be eaten. But you must drain its blood and cover it with dust. Why? Because if not, if you take it home, that animal, remember what the sacrifice meant, right? If you take that animal home and you don't sacrifice it first, you have committed murder. Do we have to do that to that extent today? No. But what God allows us to hunt, we must first say thanks for the food that He has provided then you eat. You have to be thankful for what you are given. Yeah.
1: Amen.
0: Thank God for the provision that he's yes. given you.
1: you. Enjoy you. the
0: game. Go hunting. Hunt for those animals that God says you can eat. Hunt for those birds that God says you can eat. But give thanks to God. Don't just take an innocent blood, an innocent life, and just take it with you because you just shot it. Or are you... Through a, a, whatever, a bow and, and an arrow at it. Whatever, you, which way you like to hunt.
1: No dejes de cazar. Eso no está en contra de Dios. Solo asegúrate de darle gracias a Dios por la provisión de cazar lo que Él permite que caces.
0: Very important, guys, the way you read scripture, and when you pause to read these little things in between that we miss, if we would just read three verses in a in a row, we miss these things.
1: I guarantee you,
0: if I would have mentioned anything about the birds and animals that you can eat, you would have never seen that.
1: That's That's true. And
0: this is why we get in trouble. We are trying to speed through the word of God as if we're going to be the first one to read the Bible, or there's something to achieve by reading it quicker than someone else.
1: Porque tratamos de leer la palabra rápida antes de cualquier otra persona y ahí no vemos el mensaje.
0: When we do that, we miss those little nuggets that God is showing us. Uh-huh. So again, we see God address hunting as a sport. It's not illegal to go hunting, but it is illegal to kill something that he it does not consider clean to eat. Uh,
1: vemos que Dios se refiere a la casa, al casar. Pero si algo que es de él, eh,
0: then he says for the life of every creature is in the blood the principle of and I'll finish with this the life is in the blood
1: la vida en la
0: the principle of this
1: El de esto.
0: there's no better example no hay mejor than of course Yeshua himself
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Jesus, Yeshua.
0: as a man
1: Como hombre, as a man
0: He shed his blood on the cross. Please remember what we just finished reading. The life of the creature, it's in the blood. As a man, he shed blood on the cross. It was not in vain.
1: No fue en vano, it
0: was to remove the sins of the world.
1: Fue para el del mundo.
0: On the cross,
1: en la cruz,
0: he gave his life.
1: Dio su vida.
0: Wow. What did we just finish reading in Leviticus? De
1: leer en Leviticus?
0: When the blood of the animal is taken away,
1: la es ticada,
0: the life of the animal is also removed. La vida when Jesus was crucified on the cross.
1: Jesús fue en la cruz, and
0: he shed his blood.
1: Y el su sangre, as the man. Como el hombre,
0: he also gave up his life.
1: Él dio su vida,
0: Scripture says what? That he gave up his spirit. He gave up his life.
1: La dice que Dios, su espíritu, spiritu, su vida.
0: But he then gives us an amazing example of what we gained.
1: But he gives us an example of what we gained.
0: And that's eternity. How? Amen. Through his resurrection. A de su he shows us that giving up our lives, or giving our lives for him, we what? We find it.
1: Wow. Wow. Él que dando vida por él, lo and
0: Matthew speaks exactly about this.
1: Y Mateo de Actually,
0: let's go there for a second. I believe it's Matthew 5.19. I think I read it the other day. Matthew 5.19, I want to say it is. If I'm wrong, then I'll paraphrase it off the top of my head. But I believe it's
1: 5.19.
0: No. No, it's it's not 5.19. But in other words... Jesus says, those who try to find their lives
2: will lose
0: it. Will lose it. The money, yeah. mm-hmm. But those who lose their life for me okay. will, find it. will find it.
2: Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Come on. Man.
0: Those who lose their life
1: for me Eso que will find it. Su vida por mí, me
0: the life is in the blood.
1: La vida está en la Yeshua
0: gave this example.
1: Jesus dio este
0: you and I also, blood runs through our veins.
1: When we give
0: up our lives for him and for the kingdom of heaven, when we do that, we will find it. What is it?
1: Matthew 10, 39.
0: You and yeah, I read it the other day. It says, he who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will will find it Amen. he who receives you receives me and he who receives me receives the one who sent me Amen. so we see that the life is in the blood we see this example of what God speaks of in Leviticus 17 we see how God addresses both Jew and Gentile in Leviticus we see the same thing being spoken about in the book of Acts in the Vemos, New Testament by not only one but two of the disciples no
1: solo por uno, pero dos Paul
0: and Jacob both reference the same thing that they were doing in Leviticus
1: Pablo y Jacob, los dos se refirieron a lo mismo que estaban haciendo en Levítico.
0: And of course, there's no greater example than the life is in the blood when Jesus was crucified on the cross. He shed blood and he gave his life for you and for Señor. me. Y
1: sabemos que no hay mejor ejemplo de que la vida está en la sangre que el sacrificio de Jesús en la cruz. So the
0: sacrificial system has been done away with because Yeshua is our atonement, he is our substitute.
1: El sistema de sacrificio sí fue abolido porque ya Jesús fue nuestro último sacrificio.
0: And you want to find your Amen. life,
1: ¿Y encontrar tu vida? lose it. Amen. Amen.
0: Give it up for him. Dásela and your gain
1: y lo que vas a ganar is
0: much greater es
1: mucho más
0: than what you have given up. De
1: lo Amen. Que has dado. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's go ahead and thank
0: you.